Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Black Cast on my phone, ready to play right now. Listen in the Black Cast. I don't want to watch what's on the TV. iTunes that put on the BC. Podcasts on, no talking to me. Listen in the Black Cast. Keep up on comics and movies. Two phone ring, I answer hoodies. I can't talk, call back if you please. Listen in the Black Cast. Don't know what you are missing. Damn fine show hosted by Christian. He's just dope, no ass, I'm kissing. Listen in the black cast. Click subscribe on this podcast. You won't be the first, but don't you be last. Listen while you pumping your gas. Listen in the black cast. On this episode, it's Jean Grey talking about the things that she say. So distracted, didn't feed Bay. Listen in the black cast. Met this girl, she smiled in my face. Black cast in Chile to my place. Had one beer, she brought a whole case. Listen in the black cast. Cops knock on the door and listen. Black cats on, they think I'm Christian. Cops ran off, now I ain't trippin'. Listen in the black cast. My point is, listen to this show. Don't need me to tell you it's dope. Rock so hard like Johnny Litho. Listen in the black cast. Oh yeah, that's the black cast. It's on the ghost twin TV or whatever. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's on AfterBuzz TV, that's right. With that guy, Christian, you rock! Alright, several Texans had to go take care of some business. But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show. Welcome to the Blackcast. Yes, this is our first of what will be two 2020 election wrap-up shows. This one will be kind of an intimate one-on-one conversation with friend of the Blackcast, Mr. Jason Blair. Uh, he was willing to join both, or I guess all three of the rest of us, Will, Jeff, and myself, but uh, due to time differences and working around schedules of childcare, him having three, me having two, uh, so it was a little tricky. So uh, we'll just have a little one-on-one this week and uh, hopefully Will and Jeff will uh, take in what Jason has to say and then we'll get a uh, very different viewpoint, I think, on uh, what the 2020 election means. But that'll be next week. Let's go ahead and get started with our guest. For those watching the video version, uh, joining us in the parlor, P-A-R-L-O-R, not the yeah. uh, not the, the, the new social media site, uh, Parlor with an E-R, uh, in the uh, it, basically in the uh, the foyer, in the rumpus room, whatever you'd like to call it, <laughs> the one and only Mr. Jason Blair coming to us live on ish live ish from yeah from uh, from Austin. How are you, sir? I'm good, and uh, I personally don't have plans to join Parlor. Uh, I've heard that it's clunky and slow, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, they'll get it together," but. It's like, well, if it's free, you're still going to have the same problems with ad revenue. I mean, they're not just magically going to be able to add yeah. capability because they got tons of new users. So, I, I mean, yeah, I think it was a pretty I've clever been on it for marketing a while. push. Yeah, I've been on it for a while. I posted, the only time I've ever posted was on uh, election day. It's just the same pictures of me going to vote as I was anywhere. I'm like, well, that's fairly uh, unobjectionable. Uh, although uh, the fact that I was voting by by uh, mail in advance is probably uh, something that you know no one really knows. <laughs> uh, basically, I just see a lot of like they don't you know they have sort of like retweets on Parlor are called Echo, and I, so I get a lot of echoes from Christian Toto. That's what I that's mostly mm. what my Parlor is. 
Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, a lot of times though, it's like, oh, I've seen the same thing from this person on Twitter. You know what I mean? So, so will you tell uh, me, is it more like Facebook or is it more like Twitter? Cause you know, this would no, have a big effect on whether I join. <laughs> it is a lot more like Twitter. The one you should oh. like is Instagram cause it's pictures. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's, that's, I'm all in on Instagram. And by the way, if you'd like to follow me on any of these things at Christian DMZ, uh, including on parlor, but don't expect much, uh, from, from me on parlor. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we've uh, traded some messages. Uh, you know, Jason and I like to trade messages about real estate, that sort of thing. But uh, I have uh, intentionally not asked you about, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, we had a uh, presidential election uh, back oh, on uh, last yeah. Tuesday, a week, yeah. a week before that we're talking on November 10th. I think that's very important to say when we're talking because uh, the news is very fluid. Uh, much like Will Sterling, thank you. I only say that because I hope he <laughs> listens to it, but he would, he would be like, yeah, that sounds fair. Uh, in any case, uh, so I don't know uh, anything about what you thought about uh, election night when you went to bed, what your thoughts have mm -hmm. been in the week since. And uh, we're talking one-on-one, -on -one, uh, not so much because you vote differently from the other guys, but it's really a, a scheduling issue. But I thought it might be fun to get your thoughts and then uh, I'll talk to the other guys a little bit later. Yeah, so. I refuse to be seen with yeah. them now. No, it's just- yeah. If you're ever on a Zoom again with them, you, uh, right. you'll refuse to have your camera on. Right, no, it's just, uh, you know, it's a Pacific time zone issue. But uh, no, as far as, as far as the election, I really didn't know what to expect. I know in, in 2016, you know, it was a big surprise that Trump won, but I wasn't that surprised. Um, I, I had seen a lot of the support from uh, areas of the country that, uh, you know, people that I knew who were really kind of your more blue collar union manufacturer, always Democrat voters that were really supportive of Trump. Um, this time I was very, I really didn't know what to think. And, and cause I was like, the polls can't be, they can't be 10 points off, can they? But they, you know, if he won, I don't think I would have been crazy surprised, but I didn't have quite the feeling that, yeah, Trump's, Trump's really going to pull this out like I did in 2016. Um, but I do think looking at the poll results, because I, I think, was it right? Washington Post had uh, Trump uh, losing in Wisconsin by 17 points two days before the election. Yeah, I, well, I'm not going to say for sure it's Washington Post. That was definitely the one that got circulated was 17 points. Yeah. Yeah. So. 17 points off. Uh, the, and uh, the one thing that kind of gave me hope was that, and, and I don't know if I would even call it hope because I'm not a huge Trumper. I'm just not. It, it's funny how you know, if, if you're a conservative in any way, and then Trump's the face of your party, there's really, we're in a society where you've either got to be totally for him or totally against him. And, and I'm kind of one of the few people that I wasn't out on Lake Travis over here with my boat sinking like everybody else with, uh, you know, five flags on the back of my truck. Yeah. There's a lot of pickup trucks around here with huge flags driving around with Trump uh, uh, flags that day. So, um, I you, saw a lot you, of your boat. Here. Your boat just has uh, has Federation flags. Uh, right, uh, right. Yeah, but you know the Federation doesn't exist anymore, and I'm I'm just I'm all lost true. in everything. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I mean, anybody that's heard you uh, on on this show before know that you're uh, conservative, and obviously, 
it, you know, look, uh, our, our friend Dennis Miller said that uh, early in 2016, he said that uh, he was going to be voting for not Hillary. So whatever the right. other name was, he would vote for not Hillary. So, right. you know, you're voting for the, the name that had the R next to it. You know, if yeah. uh, they had to switch him out for some reason, you know, they'd had to do a substitution, uh, you know, and, and, and for whatever reason, Pence was the guy you would have voted for Pence, you know, yeah. I mean, so and, and I that, know Mike Pence, like not, you know, super personally, but I've met him a few times. I mean, I'm from Indiana and he actually, uh, we, we've crossed paths several times. And um, it, it was funny because I was on your after, uh, I don't know, your, your post debate one. And it, when Trump was so Trump bad, report, at yeah. that, I had nothing to say on that night. It was like, how do you even defend this? But then when I saw Pence, you, up were, there, you were on after you were on after the debate, the first the, debate, the first debate, yeah, the train wreck debate, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when which, I saw uh, Pence up of, there, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people uh, stopped shoveling coal into the Trump train after that. They they yeah. got back into it, you know, a little bit later. But that night was kind of a low point for uh, support, as as I recall, you know. Yeah, but when I saw when I saw Pence up there, I was like, you know, he's bland and all this type of stuff, but. He got me excited because I'm like the Trump agenda itself is not bad. Like yeah. it, you know, a lot of the things that he was talking about, the the stance on on Iran. I've actually got a few friends in Saudi Arabia that I know from law school, and they're actually very worried about sort of the the Obama Biden resumption of of uh, negotiations with Iran. But you know, we're not that part in this country. Where I, I don't think Iran is on anybody's mind when they're voting right no. now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and, and so it's just a question of, can you separate the policy from the man? Because I'm the same way with Trump. I, every time he opens his mouth and talks, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, what's he going to say? Why can't he say it nice? But I thought the policies were yeah. there. It's just a question of so, who but, could So see is it. it that you, uh, you like the restaurant, but you really hate the maitre d', but you're still yeah. going to go eat in your restaurant anyway, <laughs> There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the food's good, the, but uh, the guy's a jerk that brings it out to you. So, um, so uh, the, I, I didn't really quite know what to expect, but the one thing I saw was that there were later on, and I don't know what happened to Drudge, you know, I mean, he is just like anti-Trump all the way now. And he just posted these things about Trump's going to lose Texas by like eight points and yeah. living in Texas. I was like, okay, that's maybe my, my hope that all these polls are that far off that you know it's even up in the air that that trump can win texas and and i think that played out like you you did see it when it started coming in it was like wow these polls really were right way off and people who vote trump yeah. are not talking to pollsters uh so i i think that was validated uh and then you see these numbers i mean you know trump was up what almost I mean, a million in, in Pennsylvania at one point? It was 700,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, so Tuesday night when I went to bed, uh, my impression was that, uh, my impression was that uh, he had won. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I just kind of, you know, and I just, uh, you know, and there was enough out where it's not in the way where you're like, okay, that's a done deal. But you're going, you know, because that's really what it looked like uh, four years ago. You yeah. Know? So, and and uh, I felt good. I, I felt like, you know, even if Trump lost, I understood at that point, because I, I think like Dennis, when, he, you know, Dennis Miller always talks about, it's already happened. This country's already turned 
and Trump's just the last mail stop. And then, you know, he says that all the time that once Trump's gone, this country's going full bore Bernie AOC socialist. And when I saw these results, I was like, no, that's, that's not true. That's really a, a lot of the media perception. I do think a lot of people are more, more centrist than the news reports. And I think that's true for both parties, Democrats yeah. and Republicans. Um, and if anything, if Trump lost, I thought that it's just a, we don't like him personally. He's abrasive and I don't want somebody abrasive. But as far as embracing Green New Deal and, you know, I think it was a gaffe, but when Biden said he's going to end oil and I mean, you know, I, I don't, yeah. I don't think people are really as on board with that as much as I think the news and, and uh, you know, social media had portrayed. And so I felt sort of a sense of calm. Uh, I thought that, you know, uh, I don't, I didn't realize the Senate was going to be this close, but it's like, okay, we're going to hold the Senate. Uh, at that point, I didn't know anything about picking up seats in the house, but I went to bed calm-ish. Like I didn't feel yeah. like Trump had it in the bag, but I was like, at least the good part is, even if he loses, I don't think this election results that I was seeing was any kind of indication that we have just gone full, you know, Bernie Sanders, AOC left, like a lot of people were saying that we were doing. So, um, yeah. No, yeah, I think that, uh, and look, I think that uh, as the time has gone on and you're seeing a lot of uh, Republicans pick up uh, House seats, including here in California, uh, yeah. I think that, you know, one of the arguments to, to that people are making in terms of the, you know, the, the legality of the vote and, and all that is the idea of like, well, is the argument is, well, if you voted for Republicans in the House and the Senate, of course you would vote for Donald Trump. But then that, of course, discounts the point of how much people don't like the person, you know? Right. And I, I think that there were more split ballot. But then there's also the argument is like, well, you had all these ballots that only voted for president. But I think every year you have ballots where people only vote for president because they're like, I don't know about any of this other stuff. Literally, I don't know about any of this other stuff. I don't mean me, you know, and they're just like, and that's all they vote for. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think that, you know, it's uh, it really, if you'd think that the, the there's a lot for the Republicans to be excited about and what they should be focused on, uh, anybody who thinks that they're helping the country by donating to Donald Trump's legal defense fund, when you read the emails, that money goes to pay down his campaign debt, almost all of it. <laughs> what you should be doing, if you're really, if you're really invested in it, give twice as much to whichever one of the the two uh, Arizona senators, uh, the Republican. Like that's what you really should be fighting for. The Georgia. By, by the way, basically, yeah, Georgia. Yeah, what did I? I said Alabama, Arizona. <laughs> so yeah. that shows what I know. Georgia. Yeah, but uh, but Georgia. Yeah, yeah, the two Georgia senators. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, which, by the way, my feeling is that those, no matter how much anybody spends, those are just going to split and it's not going to solve anything. Because I'm like, no, that's kind of the country we live in, where it's like you're not going to decisively get anything. You know, it's like, no, it's going to be even. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of work that everybody could do there, regardless of, of uh, how you want to vote, you know. And I think that that, that is that's sort of like the, the big battle to have there, you know, because right. um, I think that we're at a point where it, it was, it, you know, obviously there's this idea of 
you have the recounts. Of course, you can do recounts. There's automatic recounts when it's a, under a percent, that sort of a thing. You know, you worry about that stuff. That's fine. Uh, the, the example that everybody gets is like, yeah, well, you know, Al Gore did those recounts, but that was one state and it was 537 right. votes, you right. know? So uh, it's, it's many states. And then when you start saying like, oh, there's widespread fraud in all of these states, except for the one that I might still win, Arizona, that one, obviously there's no fraud. And when he said that, he also felt like there wasn't fraud in Nevada. So it, it's, it's an inconsistent message. But him as the candidate, him as Trump, him as the guy who, uh, for whatever reason, wants to still be president, that I don't understand, you know, why you would want to put yourself through four more years of this, uh, it, it, you know, uh, that, but for everybody who's now saying like, you know, you can say like the right things that you're hearing are like, yeah, you know, you should let it play out, let, let, let the ballots, ballots be, uh, be recounted, but all these lawsuits, and that's an interesting reason why I'm talking to you. So you hear all these allegations and all the, you know, oh, wait, sorry, what I was going to say about recounts is that uh, former Wisconsin governor, Scott Walker, knows a thing or two about recounts and that he was yeah. uh, went through, he was recalled, he went through recounts, and he made the point, remember Republican, made the point that usually a recount shifts at most a couple hundred votes, but usually right. it's more like zero. So, yeah. you know, and you're going to talk about his state, Wisconsin, it's 20,000, Pennsylvania, you know, so like the numbers are huge. And these are, I guess, this is where you run into the problem because so many of these were the mail-in ballots that states like Pennsylvania weren't allowed to uh, count ahead of time. Uh, and, you know, I think that this is, this is a year where people did a lot more early voting. People did mail it in. So when you hear the allegations about the vote and you see that the lawsuits are going, uh, you know, the, the, that I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that uh, maybe uh, if you're going to be having high profile lawsuits to try and keep the White House, Rudy Giuliani might not be the person to have in the forefront of <laughs> The guy who got tricked by Borat might yeah. not be the guy in charge. Uh, you know, he was just putting his mic on because I always put my mic on like yeah. this. I always lay uh, down on the bed and put both hands down my pants when I got ready for the black cast. Yeah, oh, and and, and why he was it? Why he went in? I mean, I mean, she invited him into the bedroom for a drink. You know, mm -hmm. he could have been like, "Oh, honey, that's nice, but uh, come on." Uh, yeah. But anyway, so, uh, you know, what I heard is that those lawsuits were like 0 for 5. And, you know, in, in one case, the, 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 uh, this is great legalese. The, uh, the, I guess the, the, whoever the lawyer was for the Trump campaign was uh, saying that, like, oh, you know, and we, we didn't, you know, we, we wanted to have uh, observers at, at these polling places. Uh, and in that brief or whatever, the statement, he says that, there it was a there were there was a non-zero number of republican poll watchers so the judge was like okay so then what's your problem because non-zero i'd never heard before because that means that there were more than zero mm -hmm. so you know it's like you you hear these and and you know there's there's things to be concerned about and the lawsuits aren't so concerning it's just more what other people are saying so from the legal standpoint what do you yeah. think about all of it? um i think it's I think it's kind of a done deal. Um, it, it, 
the two things can be true that there there is voter fraud. I mean, I, I think that there are always going to be cases of voter fraud. The question is sure, legally, absolutely. what do you do about it? And it unfortunately it is one and also of those how wide also how widespread is it? You know? Right. And, and even if it is widespread, how do you prove it? it you know, if if bogus ballot ballots got fixed and put in with regular ballots, at that point, how do you determine which ones were were the ones that were tampered with, you know? I mean, there's so many factual ways that even in theory, if it were possible, proving it would be impossible. And I've seen people like Rudy Giuliani, I think even Newt Gingrich said, well, if we can show an X number of ballots from a certain batch of votes is fraudulent, then we need to exclude the entire batch of votes. Well, in that case, you're admitting that you're also excluding legitimate votes along with the illegitimate votes. Um, so realistically, you would be taking people's vote, you know, legitimate vote away. So, you know, how do you fix that? There's just, there's just so many ways that this is not going to work. And then I have friends that are just like, you know, somebody sent me like a meme of like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's commando getting ready. It's like, all right, we're going to go get him. And it's like, who are you going to get? Like, it's just this, you know, it's this nebulous, yeah. there's no like, you know, Sauron castle of, of voting that you go storm, you know, storm the wall and, and you know, it, it, it's county commissioners. And, and, and one thing that John Stossel has always said that I agree with is people make a big deal about who they're voting for in Washington and they pay jack squat attention to who their local officials are. And, but if you look right. at it, your local official can a lot of times have a lot more control over your life. You think about like you know, here in, in Austin, the Travis County health commissioner, he's the one who says when schools shut down or when restaurants shut down for COVID and stuff, you know, but people don't care about those things. Well, those are your people who are running these elections. And if, if you're not paying attention to the local elections, I guarantee you, everyone's all mad about this stuff, but then in two years when it's time for, you know, county elector votes, nobody's going to show up and nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to do anything. Well, you were all riled up about it two years ago. Now's your chance to do something about it, but nobody will. So, um, you know, there, there, there's just so many ways that I think that, but that's not to say that I don't think there is fraud going on. I, I mean, I, I think that in any election there is, and you're going to be able to find, you know, ballots that got thrown away or somebody filling out a ballot. But realistically, how do you cure it how, with the current system we have? I just, I don't see how that's factually possible without just invalidating large swaths of legitimate votes along with illegitimate votes. So, uh, you know, I'm not one of these people that's like, all right, let's go file these lawsuits. I, I think the best thing to do is make sure you win by a large enough margin that that they can't, um, you know, fraud their way, you know, on a, just don't make it close. That's yeah. that's the way to solve it. But I think what the optics of this one is, you had such a difference between the in-person voting and the mail-in voting, which makes yeah. sense because there was a poll that I think 41% of Americans said COVID was the number one issue. Sure. And the people who said COVID was the number one issue voted three to one for Biden. Well, if you think about it, if COVID your number one issue, you're probably a lot more likely to mail in your vote because you're you're more worried about standing in line and social distancing yeah. and stuff like that. 
people who said the economy was the number one thing, they voted like 80% for Trump. Well, if you're not that worried about COVID, you're more likely to go to the polling place and vote in person. I, I mean, I, I don't mind. I voted in person. Um, so I, I think that tracks, but if people don't put those puzzle pieces together, it's like, well, why is it that Trump jumps out to these major leads in these states and then all of a sudden these magic mail-in votes come in in bags? They're not really attached to people in any kind of way. That lady with like a zip drive in Milwaukee or whatever shows up and plugs it into a machine. It's like people don't see the act of voting and it just looks fraudulent to them from an office. Yeah, and I, I think that, that that's a big part. And yeah, you look and you also have the, uh, you know, you have... Trump going out of his way telling people that mail-in voting is bad. So if you're a Trump supporter, you are very likely not going to do it because right. the guy you want to vote for said, you know, go vote in person. So, I mean, that's when, you know, that argument of like, oh, so you're trying to tell me that these ballots went, you know, 83% to 17% or 16 because you give right. a percent to Joe Jorgensen, uh, you know, and, and then the answer in, in some cases is, well, yeah, I mean, it absolutely would, you know, in in some of the large metropolitan centers in particular, you know, and I mean, the uh, the ongoing tally from Arizona is like every time that there's a tweet, it's a breakdown of all these different counties. And you see the ones where uh, President Trump comes out ahead. And then the other ones, you know, it's just, uh, you know, and, and I, I think a lot of that is, uh, I, I don't even know. I, mean, I don't know how many of those are mail-in. I don't even know what the differences are in all of them. So I think that it it is an issue of, again, you can always point back to 2000 and Al Gore and George W. Bush, but it is, that was one state and that was a small number of votes, you know? So mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it, it is, to me, it's so different. You know, and obviously, because it's politics, everyone, uh, if the candidates with these two arguments, you just switched which one it was, well, then everybody who supported them would be saying the exact opposite of what they're saying right now. You know, it's in their vested interests to say like, oh, there's all these fraudulent ballots. And there's 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 sort of the the funny arguments. It's like, OK, so they so the Democrats stole an election, but they gave away the Senate and a lot of House seats. So it's like they rigged an election, but didn't rig it very well. Uh, and <laughs> right. in the case in the case of uh, Georgia, you know, you have Republican Secretary of State who is being urged to resign by the two Republican uh, Senate, well, senators basically that are going to be in the runoff. That it's in their best interest that he resign, uh, you know. And so it's like you you have this bipartisan, uh, you know, effort that the only thing that they were focused on was getting Joe Biden elected. So uh, yeah. I, and, and again, I think people being upset about it is, is that that's very American. I mean, look, 70 million people voted, I, mean, I think it's inching up to 71 voted to reelect president Trump. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's what happens with this electoral college, uh, you know, every four, not every four years, but it, it's happened in the past. You know, people forget that, like, when we went to bed in 2004 with Bush and Kerry, we didn't actually know, you know, it took the, to the next day, you know, because of, because of the electoral college. It's like, it doesn't matter how many people get the most votes, you know, and like, you can argue against that system. And I, I think it's like, it's only Democrats feel that they've been burned by the electoral college. So you're definitely not going to change it. You know, you'd, you, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to have a Republican president 
get the popular vote easily could happen, but then get screwed in electoral college. And then that's the only time, but so many States would not vote in that favor because you know, you think that Montana likes being important with their split uh, electoral votes. You know, I think that uh, I, I can't see most people, most state, you know, the big States would be like, yeah, that's what we want. But in general, I, I, I think that look, it's a flawed system and it's so confusing to watch foreigners try to understand it. You know, there was a, a, a BBC article I read where they tried to explain the electoral college, you know, it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah. So are, so you're saying that because of the margins, do you find it hard to believe that there's the widespread uh, impropriety that rigged the election in those States or uh, I mean, and look, I'm not even saying yeah. it's impossible. I would never say it's impossible. Uh, are you saying that you feel it's unlikely or or you think it's equally as likely that it happened as it didn't happen? Yeah, I, I, I look, I think there's pretty widespread impropriety going on. Uh, but the question is, you know, you, you can't just throw out an accusation and okay well there's the accusation okay now how do you prove it what is the extent of it i those things are just too nebulous to prove i just i don't think there's any way to to do that uh i, I just kind of look at more of what are the optics that's going to help the american people the one thing that i find that i do find a little troubling is it always seems like it's sort of the same go-to cities that have these election problems that tend to be right or wrong, heavily Democrat uh, machines. It's, it's always your, you know, Detroit, Wayne County, uh, Philadelphia, yeah. uh, you know, Milwaukee. And, and these are just heavy, heavy, heavy Democrat counties. You don't see that, it seems like a lot in, in a lot of other counties. And why is it that they're always the ones that are having the problem? And, and, and I know people say, well, they're large cities. They have major, you know, a lot of votes to count, which is true. But at the same time, you think, well, they also would have more people to count them and there would be more, you know, it, it would sort of even out in a way. And, and you also don't see major cities that have, you know, that are so partisan, like, like Dallas. You don't see like, you know, Dallas has a major problem because they're a little bit more even. They're not so, you know, this big Democrat machine. I'm sure Dallas is more Democrat than it is Republican, but it's not like, you know, it's not like Detroit. Yeah. So, right. you know, why is it that you see these problems in those same counties? You, you don't have these big hangups in some Republican stronghold. Orange County doesn't have their votes in, you know, we're all waiting on that, you know. And, and, and I know people have said, well, that, you know, there's some sort of effort at vote suppression, so they don't give them enough voting machines and things. If that's true, then, then, then show the argument. But, I, I, you know, what is, what is the proof here that there is you know, some sort of systemic problem that, that it just seems to be the heavy Democrat cities that have these problems. We're going to start, stop counting votes for the next 24 hours, like Philadelphia announced. And, 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 you know, I think that it just, it really undermines a lot of people's credibility that they only yeah. see Well, the thing happening. that I'll definitely agree with you on is even if you're able to say, okay, nothing uh, improper happened at any point, it is the optics of it. You know, it's what right. it looks like. And living in this age where people, uh, you know, are on the scene and, you know, I think it was in, uh, in Arizona and Maricopa County, they were like, look at these vans of people coming in with duffel bags. And it's like, those are, those, that's all camera equipment. 
you know? And I mean, it's like, they're not actually coming in with votes and you have people watching. So if these duffel bags of votes just show up, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I think that uh, the, the, the margins being what they are, you know, and sort of the, the trends that they've taken uh, are, are not shocking because of how many people did uh, vote by mail and uh, the, the vote by, you know, all you can do is, is, is trust people, you know, in terms of their signature, you know, and in some cases in, uh, I think in Nevada and Arizona today, you can still come in because they have outstanding, you know, questions about signatures. So, you know, I think that, yeah, somebody probably lives in a house, maybe their, maybe their mother unfortunately died earlier this year and yeah they sent in their ballot you know you have stuff like that now apparently you go to jail if that's somehow found out but stuff like that doesn't surprise me i will uh, say this happened. we've lived in texas for two years and we got our indiana ballots in the mail they got forwarded to us here in texas and we did not send them in because we don't live you don't, in indiana you don't live anymore, there anymore but yeah but theoretically, yes, we could have yeah. mailed in no, our there, ballots. Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, I I know for a fact that I, uh, for after years of living in California, I was still on the voter rolls in New York, even though I had moved for a long time, just because stuff would uh, show up at, at my dad's house, including uh, a jury duty summons, which all I had to send was a, you know, a photocopy of my driver's license for California. I was like, yes, I will not be reporting for jury duty in right. Orange County, New York. So thanks. So uh, I don't know. I think that uh, the uh, it, it's it's a mess in a way that you have a lot of people that are very nervous. Uh, it's it's not so much that uh, you know Trump holds these uh, meandering uh, press conferences, you know, where he goes through all the you know all all the ways that he's like, yeah, but I was. But I was winning until they started counting more votes, you know, and, you know, I was winning until uh, they got more votes in than uh, than had been cast, you know, and it's, you know, I, I think that fundamentally, if you live in another state, you can point at like, you know, you can always have questions about places uh, where there's there's a history of issues. But I think for the people in those states, they need to feel like, yeah, I mailed in my ballot because I didn't want to go to the polls. And I mailed it in nice and early. It just didn't get counted in time. So uh, I think that the dangerous part comes into this idea that, you know, you have people, I think, as high profile as like Mark Levin that are telling, you know, that the uh, electoral college electors should not vote the way that the uh, that the people in their state did. And I think that's, you know, and, and you've, you've had instances as recently as four years ago of when that happens, people do, as, as a show. I think two electoral votes for Trump uh, voted for uh, Hillary, just to, I don't know, some kind of protest. So it doesn't really matter in, in that instance. But, uh, you know, when you're actually pushing for that and you have people that are counting for the movement, and I know what you're talking about, and sort of like you have the people that are saying, you know, the, the, the meme of Andrew Breitbart saying war, uh, has uh, been shared a lot on my timeline, probably on Parler, but definitely on Twitter. I know that for sure. <laughs> uh, and it's like, okay, is this a war? And if President Trump really believes in this, why is he just tweeting and playing golf? Like, is he really letting the the, the lawyers handle it? Or is he just trying to hit people up for money so that uh, you know he can pay down some debt? And I'm just asking this a question. You know, I don't actually know, you know, and, and, uh, you know, there's, there's talk that like this weekend he wants to do some, some rallies, but I don't understand 
how the rallies get held in states like uh, states like Pennsylvania with Democratic governors when they're like, no, I, th I actually I think it was, I know it was one state, maybe it was North Carolina. There was a state that made him uh, actually respect the the distancing guidelines. But when you see those big crowds, and you know, the, and the media, well, on some of the media, they were always like, well, look at that, all these people without masks. There's so many of them, and it's like, well, how did they how did they let the, how did they get a permit for that just because he's the president? So I don't even understand how that. I guess because they would do it at the airport sometimes. And I guess that's private property. You know, they would do a lot of them at the airport. So that must have been the answer right there. But uh, so I don't know. I think that the longer this goes on, uh, the more problematic it is. Uh, the people congratulating uh, President-elect Biden, uh, some of those uh, are not lost on me. Uh, Jeb Bush, very quickly to do it. Uh, yeah. George W. Bush, very quick. Uh, George W. Bush, who President Trump said uh, caused 9-11. Uh, right. so yeah, I think George W. Bush was very happy to call Joe Biden, that day, <laughs> you know, and, uh, made sure that, that we all knew that he was praying for president Trump, just like he does for every president. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Bush family is enjoying this and, uh, as well, they should, uh, the guy I don't get, and I'll never get is Ted Cruz. Yeah, president Trump it, said your, your dad, your dad killed JFK right. and like, you can support him. Uh, but like the lengths with which Ted Cruz goes to, I'll, I'll just never get it because I'm like, no, he said, and I think he also called his wife ugly. I might be wrong. I, I think you I, just, I vaguely remember that. Ted Cruz knows this. And this is what I think is the interesting part going forward is I, I'm really interested in the elections coming up because, uh, you know, the Democrats in a way, this has never happened. I mean, maybe it's happened, but not usually where a president gets elected and loses seats down ballot. And that happened this time. It's also the first time in American history that a Democrat president will come into office without both a Democrat House and Senate. It's never happened. There's been Republican presidents who've come in without a Republican Congress, but there's yeah. never been a Democrat president without a Democrat Congress. Um, and so I think the Democrats really have a lot of fighting over policy coming up. You've sort of seen that already with AOC saying, well, you know, the really left-wing policies are what's working. And then a lot of people from the middle of the country saying, no, we are too left. You know, defund the police is not a message that plays well in Missouri. It might yeah, play well right, exactly. in your district at AOC, you know. And, and the ironic part is a lot of the moderate Democrats are the ones who've lost their seats. So who's sort of remaining in the Democrat party is the more left-wing people from the left-wing districts. So will there be a moderating force in the Democrat party um, is interesting. Whereas the Republican party, I kind of think this election gave them a path forward on policy. I think the Republicans know what a winning policy is. The question is, what's the face going to deliver that? Is it going to be okay, we've learned our lesson with Trump. We don't need a firebrand. We're going to go back to somebody who's more conciliatory. But will that be seen as sort of reverting to the days of the Mitt Romney, John McCain work across the aisle, and he's all squishy and all these people that are fired up in the Republican Party for someone like a Trump to, to you know, will that sort of alienate them? Like, okay, we're just going back to bland and we're giving up and this sucks. Um, or is, is that the winning formula or, you know, so I think that's kind of going to be the, the fight in the Republican party is not so much where we're standing on policy. It's just going to be, 
are we going to have sort of a Trump light where, you know, where we're still fighting, but we're maybe not fighting so crazy. And, and who is going to be that person? I think maybe Ted Cruz sees himself as, you know, cause really before Trump came along, he was kind of the guy seen as the firebrand of the Republican party in a way. So that way I don't, I think maybe he just sees it as I'm not going to be able to uh, alienate the Trump voters. And then right. that way I can maybe put a little nicer face on it and win back. And, and, and I do believe that, you know, if you look at the economics of everything before COVID hit, I, I'm a little worried that Trump's going to run again in 2024, that he's just going to say, well, you know, there's no COVID now. And also <laughs> Pfizer coming out with that announcement literally on Monday. Yeah. I know it's a coincidence, but man, that, that just goes into that yeah. bad optics again. It yeah, right. right exactly. And uh, yeah, anybody asking that question, I don't fault them because it's like, Right. Honestly, if it came out next Monday, you'd be like, okay, two weeks, right. I guess. But, uh, but yeah, know, Trump, when it people came out, it came out six that, days. That yeah. first debate, he was like, we got a vaccine coming out in two weeks. You know, I, yeah. I didn't say it, but it's, you know, that not official, but it's two weeks. And everybody laughed at him for that. And it freaking came out in two weeks. I mean, it's like exactly what he said. <laughs> well, it was it was a month, so, I think. But I know. Yeah, it, oh, maybe. yeah. From, I see you from that. Yeah, but I know what you mean. From the second debate. Yeah, and, maybe, and I think that, uh, yeah. And obviously, nobody's going to get this vaccine this calendar year. But it did, you know, you got the news about it. Uh, and I guess Pfizer's going out of their way to say, you know, the guy, I, I saw an interview with the guy. And he's like, yeah, look, I got this. I haven't even seen the data, but I was told about it on Sunday. Uh, but yeah, I mean that, you know, like, I, again, like I said, if that had been next week, I would have been like, okay, sure. Yeah. But I'm like, Oh wait, this week, really? There's just so, so many bad optics and so many grounds for conspiracy theories. And it's just, things all just fall into that. So, you know, if COVID is gone, I, you know, I think there's going to be a push that we just, you know, the Republicans are going to run Trump again because he could win without COVID. Yeah. But uh, then there's going to be the whole, no, we need somebody who's not. And, and I think we'll probably meet somebody in the middle. I don't know what the perception is of like one of his sons or somebody from the Trump camp. You know, is that I still mean, seen as too trump Yeah, if you had to rank them, I would say uh, Ivanka is probably the strongest candidate. Uh, Don Jr., is able to think on his feet, but I, but you can't, Eric Trump can't run for like city yeah. councilman. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, the, Don it, Jr. Seems there, pretty he, good. he had a, he had a tweet that was probably preset to go out today, but he said, <laughs> Minnesota vote that went out today. And I'm like, all right, they probably just, set, they set November 10th instead of November 3rd. But you want to talk about the optics, the optics mm -hmm. of, Oh, Eric Trump's an idiot. There it he was. Meant vote vote you know, for the Pro Bowl is what he meant for like the Vikings. <laughs> you, well, yeah, which you do need to get that in. You got to get yeah. all your Vikings in there. <laughs> right. uh, so anyway, look, I think both parties, there's a lot to take away from this. Uh, I do think that uh, the polling industry has bottomed out. I mm -hmm. don't believe in the idea that these are suppression polls because I would think if you saw that Trump was down by 17% in your state, you'd be more likely to vote, not less likely to vote. You know, I can see the argument like uh, Fox calling Arizona while the polls were still open the, you know, in part of the state, I think. Or no, they have one time zone, uh, yeah. you know, then, you know, because that that was the uh, that was the that argument handle in, of Arizona. 
Yeah. Yeah. The panhandle. It's all, it's all one big panhandle. You right. know, I, I can understand some of that stuff, but uh, the interesting thing as we kind of wind down is to talk about some of the media uh, that, that uh, Fox news begrudgingly uh, did uh, call the election for Biden. They were the last one to do it, but at a certain point they were going to, they were either going to have to, or really explain why they weren't. Uh, and they're still, as we're talking right now, a little bit before noon Pacific time on Tuesday, November 10th, they're still the only state to have called Arizona and they called it on Tuesday. And mm -hmm. I saw the guy in the decision desk explain it. And I feel like under normal circumstances, he was probably right, but there are all these mail-in ballots and all these other things. So it's oh, like, man. he could yeah. ultimately be wrong. You know, he could ultimately be wrong and it could go to Trump by a little bit, but uh, you know, it's, uh, it was it's crazy that... to see the New York times, Nate silver at the five thirty-eight just reamed Fox news for calling Arizona and, and CNN all yeah. basically blasting Fox news for being too pro Biden. I'm like, I'm living in bizarro world right now. And it's so weird, but, yeah. um, but, and, know, and by the way, just to, for, uh, to be accurate, the associated press also called Arizona. Uh, at the yeah. same around the same time uh, and I don't think they ever took it back but of the of the actual cable news channels and I think you run into the real problem with Fox News as an organization which uh, I've always watched uh, some Fox News and I'll watch a little bit of CNN it's very hard to watch MSNBC yeah, yeah. even even in races where I might have voted the way that MSNBC would support I still I have a lot of trouble with the the on-air talent uh I, I, I our old friend Mike Murphy's on, on there with, sometimes with Hannity. Like, I mean, like I said, I, well, that's what I was going to say. It's not like that the I daytime part of Fox. Yeah. When I watch Hannity, the I'm news just like, part. I am in, I am embarrassed. It's just such a, you know, yeah. let's kiss Trump's butt for, you know, hours on end. And it's just like, okay. And, and there was this viral, there was this viral video of Tucker Carlson saying that, you know, if Biden's president, you're all going to be drinking Starbucks. And right. I'm like, okay, I think that's pretty good. I like Starbucks. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't I, think you made I the like point Tucker. you wanted to. I, I think Tucker's kind of got a shtick that's funny. Like, I kind, I kind of yeah. get it in a way. And that, that, that face when he's interviewing people, this is great. For yeah. Him. Just you know, he has his. I know, mouth, I know like Tucker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, uh, I know Tucker well enough that I saw him on the street in Washington D.C. once and said hi and talked to him for a few minutes because he used to guest host for Dennis. Um, that was a long time ago, but, uh, and I, I like Tucker in general, but yeah, obviously a lot, all those things are, are, are for show. So Fox has a bit of an identity crisis because yeah. all of those primetime hosts are going forth with like, well, this is the, this is it, it you know, it's like, well, we're go We're still going to win this thing. You know, the, the election like begins today, right. you know, uh, it, or, you know, I don't know what day that was, but you know, yesterday. It's uh, not the old Fox. I, I mean, yeah, they've had what, yeah. after the debate, it was like, Let's turn to our panel, and it's Juan Williams, Donna Brazil, Chris Wallace. I'm like, you know, where's this whole thing where Fox News is just totally right leaning? I mean, I think Britt Hume was kind of on the right, and Carl Rove would pop in and out, but, you know, none of those people would I consider to be, you know, conservative leaning people. Yeah. So I, it, I, I always liked Chris Wallace, but he was, he was atrocious in that debate. He just, he just didn't, you know, he just did not handle it well. You know, yeah. the uh, the third debate or the second one, I guess, it, it, the second presidential one, I thought went really well. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. And I, I think that 
there's a little bit of a nagging worry when you see things like Secretary of State Mike Pompeo saying things early, like earlier today when he said that we're going to have a very smooth transition to the second Trump administration. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that, you know, and I'm like, it's fine. That's but it's funny, like, though. So, you know, come on. Well, yeah, I know. And, and it's like, yeah, because but it's it's just sort of like, all right, well, how, how far down the line does this go? And I think Mitch McConnell is, you know, he knows the politics associated with this Georgia race that some idiot called Alabama earlier in this podcast. Uh, he knows the importance of keeping people engaged and excited. And the idea that the presidency was stolen from them could very well work wonders in Georgia. You know, oh, yeah. just because yeah. it's like, this, look, this is your chance. This is literally your only chance to save the country. And if you're conservative, it might very well be the case, you know? So, uh, but I don't know. I think that uh, the next couple months will uh, unfortunately be a little bit uneasy, uh, but I have to give credit to the unsung heroes of this election, which of course are four seasons total landscaping outside of Philadelphia. Uh, which uh, was the press conference that Rudy Giuliani held uh, across the street from a crematorium next to a dildo shop. And that story is getting a lot of attention, but nowhere near enough attention because as that press conference was happening, uh, NBC first and then CNN and some others called the race they projected Biden as the winner. So people really missed out on how great that story was. That you know, <laughs> Trump tweeted out like, you know, big press conference at the Four Seasons, then deleted the tweet and said, Four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> so it's not at the Four Seasons. Uh, and, you know, uh, I was just like, oh, come on. That, to me, that's funnier than the scene in Borat, which yeah. I thought was very funny, by the way, the scene in Borat. So, uh, so anyway. There you go, trademark uh, confusion, right? Yeah. Right up my alley. Uh, hopefully we, uh, we can do a broadcast on a weekend sometime where uh, you yeah. can join all the guys without having to uh, stay up till the middle of the night. Um, but, uh, I wanted to kind of get your take and see where you were. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that, uh, there's a lot of reasonable, uh, questions and concerns, but, uh, I noticed you didn't put any war paint on, uh, no. you're not suiting up. I, I think I actually feel better after this election that I, I do think our country is actually less divided than we thought but everyone is perceiving it as more divided. So everybody's got, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. And I think we just need to learn to fight that urge that everybody's so on total opposite ends of the, of the uh, political spectrum. And that's kind of going to be my yeah. mantra over the next four years is, you know, we're, yeah. we're not that but, different. There are significant differences. I, like, you know, I have a policy difference with you, but it's like, I'm not going to, yeah. You know, I don't want to see you dead like Twitter makes you believe. So that's yeah, tw exactly. Twitter makes you think it's much more yeah. And I I said this before, but I think that uh, that it's uh, Joe Biden is is kind of the 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 soft reset that the country needs. He's the uh, the rebound boyfriend where you know the boyfriend you had didn't treat you well and uh, you stayed with him probably a little too long. Yeah, there were some fun times, but you just need to move on to the next thing. But before you do that, here's the guy that you're not going to marry. You know, you're just going to hang out with him for a little while. He's going to pay. He's going to pay for your dinner. You know, he'll hold the door open for you. 
and then and you know and all the while you've got the wandering eye of looking for you know the one that'll that'll be the one you vote for yeah in four years i just don't i don't i don't see him holding it for four years though is the thing i just you know i think there's an over under on how long he's actually commander in chief because yeah i think there's that very you know she she's not necessarily the most loyal VP and I don't know why somebody named, I mean, she was, you know, they had nasty fights in the, in the, they sure did. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, she's really got two points of attack, you know, she's got the whole, he's got Alzheimer's thing, which I think is the the best way to attack him without seeming like, but I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing people from the Democrat party bringing up Hunter and Burisma and all that stuff now, because it's another way to, you know, not only does he have dementia, but he's got corruption issues. And then all of a sudden you've got Kamala Harris as president. And I don't think she's quite the uniter that everybody sees in, in Joe no. Biden. So, you know. Yeah. Which, by the way, the, the sort of the reasons you're referencing are the real reasons why I think uh, Trump will not run in 2024. Uh, you know, guy doesn't take care of himself. And, uh, yeah. you know, so I, 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 I'm I'm fully expecting him to still be alive i just don't yeah. think he'll have the fight in him four years from now you know i think yeah. that uh you know is is he gonna get prison ripped over the next four years i'm not even saying he's going to jail like a lot of people are you know is he gonna start taking care of himself and really get into fighting shape so mm-hmm. we are uh, getting anyway, too old there was a big deal with reagan yeah. like when he was yeah you know, I, know. I think he he was like 71 when he took office or something or you know i mean like young you know yeah. by today's standards joe biden is what i mean like already he's 78 no he's 78 i think yeah and And... uh but and i i saw i saw great uh it was a british tweet uh somebody i think i saw send this that uh joe biden got congratulated by bill clinton who is four years younger than joe biden (laughs) and he hasn't been president in uh a little more than 20 years yeah 20 years yeah yeah exactly so so uh anyway it's it's interesting to watch uh i wish it weren't so interesting uh i could i could handle some boring for a little while but uh mm-hmm. i think it's important to still be able to talk about it and uh i appreciate you taking the time sure. and uh i know you've been uh tweeting up a storm i think you're up to like oh, yeah. 10 up to 10 this year so people can find you at jason p blair correct uh that's correct uh you know you better luck finding me on facebook uh but you know you can you can always tweet me and I might check it in a month or so. So, all right. Well, we've talked for a long time, so now uh, at some point I'll decide: is this its own episode? Am I going to combine it with a number one? No, this one? is going to be a four-hour episode. It's going to set the new record. So, it's going to be a four-year episode. Actually, I think four that's hours. that's the four way. Year. It's yeah. a four-year episode. When they say four <laughs> more years, they mean of the black cast. Well, as I said, uh, we will talk more about the 2020 election next week. That'll be with myself. Will Sterling and Jeff DeRay, aka Captain EO. That will be next time on the Bladcast. <laughs> <laughs>